0: Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to ed up on the Ed Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business. We're doing that here at Element Four Fifty One. Engage. Where uh, I I do like my engage button, by the way, my engage sound effect. Uh, but we are here in Raleigh, North Carolina, we're at the end of day one. We have talked to I don't know eight, seven or eight higher ed leaders talking all about higher education marketing, admissions, uh, uh, technology, and we're going to end the day. Uh, with a gentleman, and I've got him right in front of me. Here he is. He's Brian Gann. He's VP of Enrollment and Student Services at Wake Technical Community College. Brian, what's up? Hello, Joe. Welcome to Raleigh. You're in our hometown. I am, uh, it's an honor to be here, man. Glad you're by here. the way, the, down, the downtown Raleigh is very nice. Beautiful place. Beautiful.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so talk about Wake Technical Community College. Where are you guys located? Who do you serve? Happy to. We're right here in Wake County. We serve 70,000 residents of our county every year. Through degree and non-degree training, we have seven campuses throughout our county. Uh, we we are the market leader in higher education in this county. Wow, that's a that's a seventy thousand people coming in and out every twelve months. Wow, amazing. So
0: VP of Enrollment and Student Services, talk about your role a bit because enrollment and student services are very different. Yes. Um, However, there's one common thread, and that is the student that's exactly themselves. Right. So yeah, that's right. how do you handle a job this big?
1: A lot of luck, a really <laughs> good team, uh, and Nailed it. a great institution. So I, I'm very proud to lead the front end and the back end of the student experience. When people who don't know much about higher ed say, what do you do? I say, if it's not the classroom and it's not the money, it's probably in my shop. So, mm. And that's, that's pretty accurate. So we... Help students from inquiry through finding what they want to do what they want to be when they grow up or when they look for that second career all the way through to graduation transfer to one of our great university partners or out into the workforce here in wake county one of the most vibrant workforces in the united states
0: the reason it's it's such an interesting question as a vp of enrollment and student services because of the balance you have to strike right you're talking about front end experience entry into the university really reducing barriers for registration advising for all these areas And then you're talking about student services, mental health and counseling, and in a community college, what food insecurities, uh, uh, housing insecurities. It's like you might be a counselor, like like a a, a psychologist as much as you're anything else. That takes a very, uh, I don't know, like relentless prioritization of resources to do both of those things simultaneously.
1: It does, and it's a lot. we try to strike that balance as, as best we can. We've got to help students get in on the front end. We've got to reduce barriers on the front end. And for, for us as a community college, we have students that need a lot of help. I, Joe, I'm a first-generation college student. I'm a proud community college graduate, and if somebody hadn't helped me, I wouldn't get to sit here and have this conversation with you today. And Excellent. I want to stand on the shoulders of the people that, that gave that to me and make sure that we provide that for the, for the families, for the students in Wake County and throughout North Carolina. We know we're in Research Triangle Park. We're in one of the most vibrant communities in the United States. But then there's another story to tell in Wake County, which is if you're born into the lowest quintile, you have the least chance of making economic growth and getting out of that poverty cycle. And so our job is to try to help students break that poverty cycle. And to help all those who need all ranges of support, of training, of education, we have many students who already have bachelor's degrees and have come back for another round of training for a different career pathway and we have many first generation students just like myself so we try to serve a very broad range in that seventy thousand. that's the the beauty of a community college is that
0: uh, is that you can serve so many students all at the same time all with very different needs and expectations that's right An adult student who's tried college before who's coming back who has some some sense of how to navigate it versus a first gen college student where their family has absolutely no idea when they say when you say financial aid they go we don't want that i mean there's there's that's right there's a very big difference in how you can serve these multiple constituencies and then you get simultaneously people within higher education that say you can't be all things to all people but that's we certainly try. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly talk, right. Talk about the mission, the goal, and, and how you balance that with resources.
1: Yeah, you know we're we are open admission, open education. We have students that start with us learning English as a second language, who may need to earn a GED, who did not were not able to finish high school. And then we bring in high level honor students into things like our STEM research. We have undergraduate research programs. Amazing. We have great technical degrees that can get a student a job in 12 months, 24 months and earning fantastic salaries in Wake County. So there is a lot to balance and and we look to strike that balance with an incredible team of people. It takes a lot of resources and we're fortunate at Wake Tech to have a lot of resources to deliver. But of whom much is given, much is expected, and mm. we know much is expected of us, and we get up every day to serve the next group of students as best we know how.
0: All right. Well, that was impressive. I I have to ask you because it's been two or three years, let's call it COVID COVID years, and then now post, where community colleges I think are getting a little bit more of a of a, a spotlight than they have had previously. We've talked to so many community college presidents and leaders where. You know, people are going. You know what? Community college it's it's an it's a uh, it's a point for me to enter higher education. It can limit my debt in very significant ways. It can upscale me. There, uh, community colleges are accredited by the exact same institutions as your R ones. And all of a sudden, the, there's a emergence of a community colleges. It's not this 13th grade. It's not where you go if you didn't get into the private university down the street. What's it like in this area in terms of uh, of your community college? Everybody's perception of
1: it is it changing? I think yes. I think we are well respected in many parts of our community, but then we still have our story to tell and to make Hmm. sure people know all the options that we have available.
0: Spoken like a marketer. No matter
1: how hard we try, there is always more to be done to make sure people have awareness of the wide range of options that we that we can offer a student. And you know we. That was a water bottle dropping. Everybody, water bottle dropped. Okay, that's okay. We got it. We are. We are fighting the same battle that many four-year universities are fighting. I read in mm-hmm. the paper yesterday, and former Secretary Condoleezza Rice talking about how degrees are not, are, are, they shouldn't define the workforce. And what she's saying is a bachelor's degree shouldn't define the workforce, but we get tossed into the bathwater a lot in that conversation. And so the story we have to tell is around the skills that we can help students to have, to go into the marketplace. And we are continually working at how we tell that story about the skills that community colleges provide, that Wake Tech provides in Raleigh and Wake County. That's a fact, that's a fact
0: storytelling is important, especially if you're on the front end and you're dealing with enrollment and you've got to sell the dream in a way, right? Absolutely. I mean, because it's sometimes students, and you know this, um, and we talk about it all the time in the podcast, a fender bender away from dropping out of school or maybe not even thinking about going because on your way to come to the community college, you know what, you got hit with a bill and it, and you're like, you know what, I'm turning around and go home. Yeah. So there's a confidence building part of this. you yeah. got to build confidence that it's attainable. You have yeah. to build com- confidence that... You can finish that you're going to make more money that's a hard job to do in a in a land right now where people are going you don't need to get that formalized education
1: yeah Yeah. it again it's about telling that story and one thing we've been very fortunate to do at white tech is put all of our wraparound supports together like food insecurity supports housing insecurity supports mental health supports the things that you were talking about earlier into what we call a care center yeah and That care center model, we assign every student that comes into the institution an academic advisor and a success coach. And those two people partner together to be a care team around every entering student into Wake Tech to make sure that we've got people supporting them every day that can help be there if they have a question, if they're not sure where to go next, if they're not sure what to do next, or if they just want to be sure, here's my plan, help me make sure I'm on the right track, that I've got things covered we have been very fortunate to put the care center model in place to create that culture of care on campus to make sure that we are connecting with as many of our students as possible and we have a large student body as we've talked about we're one of the 100 largest community colleges in the united states and so to try to do that at scale has been a monumental task but it it comes down to our people it comes down to our staff to our advisors our success coaches our financial aid area, the care center folks, everybody that's involved in that work is relentlessly dedicated to making sure that we deliver those services to students. I like your style, dude. Relentless dedication.
0: Yes, sir. Maybe we should call the episode relentless dedication. The the there's so much behind that. Cause you think about everything that you just talked about, how foreign that some of that should be to us in higher education. You know, care models and food insecurity. I mean, we're, we're in higher ed. We we know degrees and we know students, and they come in to get this degree. But it's the the, the job of an educator in higher education, administrator in higher education, has evolved to the point where, man, there's just some uncomfortable things—not uncomfortable that we have to, to to do them, but to deal with them because they're not. We're not. Tep- you know, typically trained for these things where, right. you know, I know how to take a student, get them through an application and get him registered for courses. Do I know how to create a customer care model? No, I've had to figure that out. That's right. It's, it, and so you're figuring out student success and student services uh, all the way along. How do you stay at the front end of that? Do you Are you serving students all the time? Are you taking the temperature of societal issues? I mean, how, how do you stay at the front end of stuff that that's hard to
1: deal with? I think there's two or three ways. I think it's about being in places like Element Engage right here today and connecting with colleagues that are from around the state and around the country that it's been good to, to see today and we'll spend this week with other other resources like Achieving the Dream, which is a national network of, of community colleges dedicated to student success, Yes, knowing knowing what our peer institutions are doing. Uh, you have talked to a lot of those people. Russell Lowry Hart at Amarillo College jumps out as somebody I know you've talked to recently. Good and, dude. And absolutely. And he's a he's a real thought leader in, in this work. Um, I think it is continually doing our very best to ask students what they need and then trying to meet that need to the best of our ability. We know we can't knock down every challenge. Housing is very, very difficult. Child care is very, very difficult but we put the best resources we can out every single day and we'll get up the next day and do it all over again to make sure that we're helping as, as many people as we can. You know, the, the, the story of the starfish is old and been told, but it, it still resonates, is that if we can eat, just keep helping the next one in front of us, then we know we're gonna make a difference over time.
0: Honestly, how many days out of the week do you come in and go, what the heck
1: is going on? Uh, it, no because, comment. <laughs> because this is hard work. It's, yes, sir.
0: It, you know, it's really hard work. When you keep your eye on the prize, the next student, the next student, the next student, yeah. for uh, and I, I've worked in higher ed myself for over 20 years, it's, it's taxing, yes. it's taxing on your, your, your mental co- uh, capacity, capacity it's taxing on fi- your physical capacity you have to go or, you know, orientations and graduations and uh, students are coming to see you especially if you're working in student service and yeah. um there isn't a day that goes by where a student doesn't have an issue that's right and they're don't, not typically coming to you to tell you that they don't have issues it's not like to come to you brian and go yeah, yeah. brian it's just been a great day i want you to know i don't have any issues today my friend yeah so you're always on the receiving end always fixing yeah. fixing fixing it's very hard to be proactive yeah. but the proactivity both on the front end to recruit students and for student services which is a huge part if not the biggest part of retention is all about retaining population it's about tuition revenue it's about all the things that come out on the other side of it but if you don't have those people interactions you're not going to achieve the revenue yeah. so who you hire how you hire how you train is an important part of maintaining enrollment and retention yeah you know how hard is it to get talent these days i'm getting down to my question there's a lot of setup there but I find hiring to be very difficult right now
1: you I'm with you yeah Uh, somebody asked me downstairs just a little bit ago how many vacancies we had and I don't know the number off the top of my head because it's too high I Mm. it and it moves pretty quickly but you know and we have about about 260 full-time staff in our team and I would think we probably have 30 vacancies right now so that and that number is forever evolving. And, and some of that is the nature of our organization. We hire amazing young professionals and they're with us two years, three years, four years, and then they get an opportunity to be coordinators or directors yeah. sometimes, many times within our organization and sometimes at other organizations. And that, I think that's part of the healthy side of helping people through that emotional labor that comes with supporting students day after day after day and we we absolutely encourage our staff to use their leave use the days that you're earning take care of yourself have Mm. an outlet have a person take care of your family this is going to be here on monday when you get back from a day off or a week off and it's incredibly important that we help people take care of themselves to be able to deliver on that day after day
0: it, it is the truth, right? Because there's going to be a student in your office or there's going to be another student you have to recruit. It's a never-ending cycle, like any product-based business. And it's arguable whether education is a product-based business, but we do have something we sell to a student and that student consumes it whatever way. And then they decide whether they're going to rebuy it or go somewhere else. And so we have to keep students happy. That's an all-the-time, everyday job, You know, the checkup from the neck up, that kind of yeah. thing. Change management is a big part of it. Yeah. So now you come here to Element 451, you're interacting with your peers, you're talking about technology. What do you hope to learn? What do you hope to take away that's gonna enhance that student experience, those
1: relationships? You know, AI is the conversation of the moment, right? And how do we utilize that? How do we take advantage of that opportunity? How do we let that personalize the experience for students? But I will tell you what I always say is, it is a tool in our toolbox. Yep. It will never replace what our advisors can look a student in the eye, whether that's in office or in a virtual appointment and make the connection with them. But we have to use our technology tools like Element 451 to make that as effective and efficient as we can and knock down as many barriers as we can. And and, and I will tell you that for, for, from my viewpoint, we have a long way to go in that. But we're chipping away at it. We're eating yeah. that elephant one bite at the time.
0: right. So every efficiency you can drive and the technology is another moment your staff can spend actually looking in the eyes of a student building their conference. That's right. yeah um, and, and so the the product evolution is important. When you walk away from the conference, um, you know well, coming in, what were your hopes? Was it was it networking? Was it well? I gotta get to I gotta get to artists and I gotta tell him he gotta build this thing for me right now. <laughs> artists, I know you're gonna listen to this. He's gotta build this thing for me right now. Is it, you know what, they're using it this way. We ought to do that too. Yeah. Cause that's what I always look for. Yeah, so who's too. doing what? Because yeah. there's somebody smarter than me. That has thought of something that I haven't thought of, and I'm just yeah. going to go steal the idea for lack of a better way to say it. Yeah,
1: we we call that R and D in our world. off right. often duplicate. You know that one. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we're in year two of our use of Element 451, and you you named artist by name, and I just want to say he has been an amazing partner for us, and we're we share this hometown, we share this county. This is the base for Element 451, and that has been a really you better important, keep you happy. Then that's right. Yeah, don't forget that listening. artist and they have done a great job helping us, supporting us as we keep adding more features. But there are a number of institutions that are a year, two years ahead of us, and we keep trying to learn from them. And then we have been trying to be a good partner to many other North Carolina community colleges and community colleges in surrounding states that are adding the product as well because for Wake Tech, it is the first time we've had a CRM I, for many, many years. I don't know how this what institution did, did it. I call it Excel duct tape and prayer. That's yeah. usually <laughs> the thing that made it work the best. So A little MacGyver. After, that's right. If you... That's right. So um, Live yeah, in the now. It really, it, it says a lot about the team and the staff that they did what they did without this tool. And so as we get to full and further implementation, I just look forward to how much more we can do when we free people from, excel sheets and having to do so much manual work and being able to to move that further to free up that mental capacity to do greater student service more availability and then how can we then move to the next step with things like ai how do we begin to integrate those tools
0: it's funny if you think it you know you're talking Excel, excel duct tape and prayer back in the old days when i when i did admissions we used note cards and you would have the student's name written on the note card and you would flip it around and you would call or email the student and you would write down the date and the action taken like you know i called brian and he didn't answer and then the next day or two days later three days later you have another action you think about how far we've come that's right now we're talking you know that was 10 years ago now we're talking ai within a system it being able to create email campaigns and text campaigns to enhance what your marketing and enrollment teams are already doing not replace them because in the end that student i believe will still want to talk to somebody that they can trust I, I do believe that to be so. Now they're talking about AI universities now, and you just go, "How does the AI going to build confidence?" And I think yeah. that that personal relationship, personalization, yeah. is really going to be the difference uh, maker, not only between institution to institution, but I think for the future of what higher education holds.
1: Yeah. It, again, it comes back to the value of the degree, and and yeah. we know that it is, it's a moving scale right now, and I think that's the truth. The the job market has driven that conversation. You've got governors in red states, blue states and purple states all saying we're taking degree requirements off of our state government jobs. But I feel like the pendulum will swing back. If you look at what it, where we are with, with the economy, it, it feels like that will swing. And then how do we be prepared when the pendulum does come back and how can we make sure that we're expressing to students, to employers, to our local workforce, the value of the skills inside of that degree, because degrees have always been about a set of skills. And we have to do the best job that we can to explain and make sure our partner employers in our communities know what the skills are that a Wake Tech graduate leaves with that they know that they are hiring someone that has a skill set that will advance their business and for our student advances their economic opportunity here in Wake County.
0: What else do you want to say about Wake Tech
1: that you haven't said? Anything at all? It's a great place to be and I feel very fortunate. I feel like I'm just a lucky guy to to be here. It is um, it's a really it's a really wonderful place and we do great things for a whole lot of people and I take a lot of pride in that and I take a lot of pride in standing on the shoulders of people like Max Weaver, who is my mentor, who took me under his wing when I was a community college student more years ago than I care to say, and um, he is still somebody that is important to me today that is still a mentor and and I stand on his shoulders, I stand on the shoulders of my academic advisor Evelyn Olive, who was my librarian on campus and who said hey do you know if you'll take that class i think it was a speech class instead of this class you can earn your associate degree like great that sounds good you know and so i I just take a lot of pride in what we do at at wake tech we we are a remarkable place and and i'm proud to be one piece of that remarkable place and try to do my part
0: i will tell you the the uh privilege of being able to uh, host and, and do this podcast, The Edup Experience, is that we are going to bring voices to the microphone that need to be listened to. And Brian, you're one of those voices. We can hear the passion. It's a it's a true honor to talk with you because we, there are so many. You know, I feel like sometimes in higher education, we get the same people on the microphones and the same people speaking in advance and the same. And it's like, no, nah, we're going to we're going we're gonna to talk to anybody who has something to say that is about change for the benefit of students. And that's where you hear the real passion, the people who are in the weeds doing the work. And it's been great to have you on the microphone today. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Brian gan He is VP of Enrollment and Student Services at Wick Technical Community College. Brian, how'd you enjoy your time in podcast today? Thank you, Joe. It's been a great time. Glad to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just upped.